You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. We've been talking about real faith. You know, in the um, Word of God, uh, Paul's addressing Timothy, and he said, he talks about faith unfeigned. And we don't use that word today. It's in the King James. An unfeigned faith is just real faith. And so if he's talking to him, he said it was in your uh, mother, he said it was in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mama, uh, Eunice, and uh, it's also in you. And so if there's unfeigned or real faith, then there's also fake faith or not real faith. And then there's everything in between. And often when I teach on worship, I say the same thing. Because remember what Jesus said. He said, um, He's seeking, John chapter 4, he's dealing with the woman at the well. And he said, the father is seeking after those who will worship him in his spirit and truth. But he said, uh, he's seeking true worshipers, true worshipers. So if there's true worshipers, then there's also false worshipers and there's everything in the middle. Well, what my, my point to you is this, is uh, teaching is not meant to make you rigid. It's not meant to uh, uh, make, you know, feel like you're in bondage to anything, but we all need to grow in the knowledge of God. And the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so if we want to have an understanding of something, the scripture is full of that. And our beliefs are based on the Bible. You know, I hear a lot of Christians They'll, they'll say something like this, and, and I know what they mean, but it's wrong. They say, well, we've all got a right to our beliefs. Well, really, you don't. You don't. You don't. You have a right to believe what the Bible says. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Why is there so many? Because everybody's making it up their own way. And so we have to do it the word way, right? And so how do we do that? We get it from the word. Amen. Why, why is there so many different things out there? Well, because people have gotten offended about something. They misinterpret scriptures. The, they, the King James says they rest scripture. And so you have to be careful and I have to be careful. We got, we got to be like those people, the Bereans who, was it the Bereans who looked every day to see what they were saying or something? One of them groups of people were looking every day. See, I better know who those are. I think they're the Bereans. They, every day they look to see if what was being taught. Um, so we need to have scripture on what we believe. So that's right, real faith. Sometimes I think over the years I've taken for granted, I don't know why, that you know every, you know it. And we're growing because we're a mature church. We're, we're growing in the, the, the word of God. But on Wednesday nights when I've just taken my time and done this, I, I'm growing I hope you're growing. I, I'm enjoying myself. When I hear myself say things, I'm like, hmm, that's right. That was really good. And, and a lot of, it's not coming from me. It's coming from the help of the great teacher, the Holy Ghost. So I need you to get a hold of it. Are you ready for some more? And so we've talked so many things. And if I started reviewing, we would never get to where we need to get to tonight. And, and yet um, review is good. So I will pick up just on this segment of what we're teaching about unfeigned faith or real faith. We're talking about uh, the what we call confession or speaking the word of God. And let me say it this way again. I don't really like the terminology positive confession and negative confession. Because um, um, that brings in aspects of, of positive thinking and other things that really are not Bible-based. So I'd rather say I'm speaking the word or I'm speaking facts. 
and facts can be changed. So when someone says positive, and you got to watch sometimes today because there are so many people who don't understand what we're talking about and they make rash assumptions. They, 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 you know, uh, we'll just, I was trying to avoid this today. I've been preparing all day and I really don't want to get into it, but it's there. And so I'm going to do it. Like, you know, if you've heard people say, well, be careful of the name it and claim it, blab it and grab it bunch. So who are they talking about? Well, they're talking about me. They're talking about you. But I'm not a name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, whatever. I'm a person who speaks the word. Usually those kind of people are, are uh, this, this is the deal. The same group that, uh, you know, uh, that you, that maybe you, they hear you go to a church or you follow certain ministries, they're going to say you need to be careful uh, because of this. So they're mad at a, a minister who has an airplane, but they're not mad at the drug dealer who has an airplane. He deserves one because he sells under the table good. He pays off the police and it's good for him to ride in a Lear. But a preacher, he needs to ride in the back of the bus. Right? So they get mad at ministries. And, and this is the deal, too. Most of the people who have problems. Now, there are some people who have legitimately run into some things and been taught wrong. And so, my goodness, I didn't want to deal with this. I really, I'm really kind of, you know, I, ugh, I'm trying to get past it, but it's there. And so I need to deal with it because I need to help you. Because especially if you're new and you start getting excited about some things, and you start telling some people, they're like, oh, be careful. Be careful of what? The word? You know, when I'm done tonight, I will have given you over 50 scriptures. I counted them. 50 scriptures. It just takes two or three, at most four, to create a good doctrine. I'm giving, I've given you 50. That, that's more than a pattern. That's more than a pattern. So this is the, what happens, though. So the same people who want you to be careful of name it and claim it and blab it and grab it, and yes, there's error. But I tell you this all the time. People have killed people with cars, but I'm still going to drive mine. Um, people misuse cologne, but I'm going to try to use mine correctly, right? And there's fake stuff. Um, one time in Thailand, I bought a fake Rolex. I loved it. The jeweler did not. Threw it right back at me when I tried to get a new battery for it. I'm not touching that. So there's fake stuff. And so understand this, though. The people that sometimes have a problem with that, number one, those are the same people who don't believe it's the will of God to heal everybody. It's the same group. They don't believe in prosperity for everybody. They even believe in prosperity for them, but not for you. They also are the same people who believe that whatever will be, will be. In other words, God's in control. How many believe? I know God is sovereign. I, I kind of messed it up last week. God is sovereign, sovereign, but he's not arbitrary. In other words, he's limited his sovereignty to his word. In other words, if I pray the word of God, because sometimes if they would really think about what they're saying, well, I believe God is sovereign. Whatever is meant to be is just meant to be. That means you, why bother praying? Because you you, there's no, nothing you can do about it, so don't bother. Right? I mean, they even take it to the extreme of whoever's going to get saved is going to get saved and whoever's not going to get saved. Not. See, it's, it's wrong. It's messed up. And then, you know, God doesn't care whether you ate Fruit Loops or Cheerios today. Pick one. 
Again, I said it. He didn't care if you go to McDonald's. I'll, I'll clean this. I want or or Hardee's or where? Because last week I was really kind of mean about Hardee's. Uh, but but you understand what I'm saying? So you need to be careful of that, and you need to understand when you're sharing with other people who have a negative connotation of that, um, you're not going to change them except by the Word of God. And anyone that would throw a ministry at you instead of the word at you, why are you listening to them anyway? If they have a problem with doctrine, tell them to give you scripture. I don't want a minister's name. Give me scripture. Because see, and then you and I need to understand this. We have no right to believe. I appreciate Kenneth E. Hagin, but I'm not following him. I follow Jesus. He taught me to look to Jesus. And he even taught us, he said, if I, you know, follow me as I follow Christ, but I go off a cliff, don't follow me. And so in the same way, you've got to know why you believe what you believe. And then you are in a season where you can't let people talk you out of the word, what you believe. Why, why, why are you, we don't want to... Uh, <laughs> I know everybody likes to throw a scripture at you now, but they misplace those scriptures. So we got to do it with the word. Is everybody good? Y'all good? Are you praying with me? Are you helping me tonight? Are you believing me with that? I want some utterance. Trying to help you because um, we're entering into a season where as you and I go hot and hard after God, that you, you might get some kickback. The Bible says those who live godly will suffer persecution. Woo! But it's in the Bible. Uh, just some other things, too, because, see, this is what happens to people. Um, um, they say, well, you know, um, and I have heard and I have tried to minister to people who have been hurt by this. Hurt. What did that mean? Well, I tried it. and It didn't work. But you see, we have to understand something. This is not, especially with what I'm teaching you last week and this week, this is not something we try. This is something we do. You know, my wife says it to this way. People don't try, do. And so this is not something I'm going to see if it's going to work. And, and it's not like this too, because people get disappointed. And I've had people in the meet and greet room after church, like, you know, um, we love your church. We love everything about it. But I need to know, you know, do, do you believe it's the will of God to heal everybody? And I'm like, quick, yeah. Well, we can't come to church here because I prayed for my mom and I confessed over her and she passed away. So it doesn't work. Well, see, you can... you. Even when it comes to your spouse, you can pray and confess all day and all night. But if they're not there, and what's so bad about going to heaven? <laughs> Throw away the whole Bible because you confessed something five times and it didn't work. You tried something when you were in trouble and it didn't work. This is not the kind of stuff you do. You know, it's like don't build a house in the middle of a hurricane. Will God in his mercy and goodness intervene? Come on, I'm talking to the grown-ups. you at the grown-up table at Christmas and Thanksgiving right now. And you can help people with this. Because our people disappointed have some things. Yes, I remember when I moved to town, you know, um, I, there's this precious woman. She started listening to someone. And, and you know, I mean, people have done silly things. Like I, I always use the funny ones, but, you know, I've, I've heard it and I've seen people. Like this guy will be, look at this lady and, and he's single and she's single and he'll claim her in Jesus' name. I've claimed her. 
She's going to be, I've had some people say, I've claimed her. She's going to be my wife. I'm like, well, she don't like you. You can claim and confess all you want. She ain't going to marry you. She ain't going to look at you. You're not going out. Have people taken things wrong and done wrong things with them? Yes, but we have to stick with the word. And what happens to sensible people like you and me is when people get in error, we pull back. And we can't pull back anymore. Because I don't know if you've known it or not, we're, we have arrived at the last days. And we need every tool in our belt. And, and, and one of the tools in our belt is speaking the word of God. Why do we speak the word of God? Number one, we build up our confession unto faith. In other words, we meditate the word of God. Number two, there'll come a time when we have a confession of faith, just like your salvation. Number three, uh, Pastor Belinda talked about um, we'll, there are times that we're going to declare and decree a thing. You declare and you decree a thing. Uh, number four is you're going to use, one of the biggest ways to use your authority is with your words. Whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven. It's not allowed in heaven and you don't allow it on the earth or in your life. Whatever's loosed in heaven, you loose it on the earth. When, when the devil came at Jesus, you don't have to see the devil, but when he brings any of his works your way, you got to answer him. You remember what the, Jesus did with the fig tree? I love what the King James says and how it says it in, in Mark chapter 11 when he came by the fig tree. The Bible says there was no fruit on it and he answered it. Everybody say answer it. See, if you're going to use your authority, you're going to have to answer it. What did Jesus do when the devil came? Jesus led by the word. You know, another thing is people say, well, you all, you people, uh, you know, confession people and stuff, you believe that nothing bad's ever going to happen. I, I, I don't, guess what? Pro, you live in this world. Problems are going to come. Isn't the devil smart? If he can get people to say, well, it's just God's doing and you just got to sit there and take it when the word is full of victory, when the word is full of overcoming, when the word is full of how to pray and believe God and say some things and the Lord take you out of the problem. If the devil can convince most of the church, they're just supposed to sit there and take it. He wins twice. He brought the problem. They blame God and they sit three times and they sit there and do nothing. But you see, that's what happens when you and I wake up. And we start taking our authority. Then what's the devil do? There, there may be some backlash against it. But you and I, come on. When you say in the name of Jesus, what did Jesus do? He said, it is written. What was that? That's a confession. That's speaking the word of God. Now, see, if you don't like that term, just call it speaking the word of God. It wasn't a positive confession. He said exactly what was written. Amen. That's why I've been trying to tell you things like this. Because what happens is, if you think of it a positive confession, people say, well, I'm not sick in Jesus' name. Just because you tack in the name of Jesus on it does not make that a Bible confession. Now, I'd rather hear that than I'm sick in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? I'm broke. The Lord made me broke. Praise his holy name. I'd rather hear, you know, I'm blessed. In, well, that one is a scripture. You are blessed. You know what I'm saying? I'm a millionaire in Jesus' name. That's not a Bible confession. You find no scripture for that. Now, that can be found in a book that somebody wrote, but you have no business confessing I'm a millionaire in Jesus' name. 
What can you confess? All my needs are met according to the riches and glory. Jesus became poor that I might become rich. And don't be scared of that word. Come on, some of you look confused. Everybody say, I'm, I'm rich because Jesus became poor. What is rich? Well, it could be a million dollars, but it could be a hundred million dollars. People, be, do you believe in a hundredfold return? I believe in a thousandfold return. I've, I've, I've shelled uh, uh, some ears of corn. There's more than a hundred kernels on some of them. And that's the example he used. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Pastor, you're a little feisty tonight. I know it. I know it. Because one of the things I don't want to see people watching you, I don't want you to back up off of this. It's not a word of faith teaching. It is a Bible teaching. It's not a, I could list 10 ministers that you all know. It's, this is not theirs. And you see, if they do something wrong, that's not on me. That's not on you. And it doesn't do away with the reality of the word of God. And just because someone's mad at one of them, you're gonna, and, and they talk bad about them, and the internet and social media is full about it, and, and they're, you know, what I would call dogging them, if that's even a good word, you understand what I'm talking about, harassing them. You know, I would love to everybody get out their checkbook, you know, those that they're mad that they're blessed and wonder how much did this person give to the poor? How much did this person bless people versus the person complaining? I, uh, we are way off, but we're here. I have a friend of mine. We were, up in, we were in a meeting in Effingham, Illinois, and he was, and this man knows how to believe God, and he is a huge giver. And he was up preaching, and someone stood up right in the middle of the service and started screaming at him, screaming at him. And, and, and the ushers came to haul that person out. He's like, you leave them right there. And he began to talk to them because he just decided, if you're going to try to embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you. He said, you go get your checkbook, and I'll go get mine. And we'll compare who gives the most around here. We'll find out who you've given anything to lately. And I was like, "Woo!" And the man walked out the door. <laughs> Listen, the word works. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. That's my, that's the Holy Ghost in my soapbox for tonight. Amen. Now I got it out. I want to help you. Don't let anybody pull you away from it. Pull away from the word, not a church, not a ministry. Not a famous name. You know, I began to preach this 30 some odd years ago. I preached the blessings of the Lord when I had holes in my shoes. Literal holes in my shoes. I, I wore the best I had that holes in them. A guy, a man that used to go to our church we went to a men's meeting together, and I crossed my leg, and he saw my hole in my shoe, and he went and bought me a new one. I didn't ask no, but I was preaching then, God wants you blessed. I drove down here in a car with the paint peeling off of it. But I still preach the same thing. See, it's not results-oriented. So I don't care if they got a jet or they don't got a jet. It doesn't change the word of God. And because someone doesn't believe in speaking the word of God or confession, or really just saying what God says, that, that isn't, I, that's your choice. It's wrong, but it's your choice. And you need to figure out why you so ticked. <laughs> why are you so mad? 
Because and in our hour that we live in, the uh, complainer, those who sit in the seat of the scornful are given the highest seat. Yet the Lord does not like that seat. He said, don't stand in the way of sitters, sinners and those who sit in the seat of the scornful. What's the seat of the scornful? They're, they're complainers. They're critical thinkers. They're, uh, they, they critique everything and everyone. It's like me on Saturday and Sunday while I'm watching a football game. He's wide open. Throw the ball. Well, I don't have seven big dudes coming at me trying to take my head off. You couldn't see the, the dude wide open either probably. But we yell at them. Oh, you dropped it. Well, you got three guys slapping the ball out of here. But I'm saying catch it. Especially the NFL. I'm like, they pay you so much money. You should have caught that. But I couldn't catch it. Don't, don't. And I'm, I'm being funny, but, but don't fall into the trap. Don't fall in. All right. James chapter 3. I was all pent up in there. Y'all good? That was utterance. That was utterance. James chapter 3. Okay, we're not done. How do I help somebody, a friend, who just doesn't believe in? All you can do is pray the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. Drop them a scripture. Have you looked at this scripture? Just drop them one. Don't argue with them. Don't let them try to talk you out of it. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord. Um, it's like this. Oh, help me. Rhonda, come hold my hand. Um, anyway, um, people in denominational churches, sometimes we get people filled with the Holy Ghost, get a hold of the word, and they'll have this, they think they have this new assignment. Well, I'm going to go back into my home church where they don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, where they don't believe in healing, and I'm going to start Bible studies, and I'm going to, I'm going to teach them the truth. And we have gently, firmly sometimes told some people, that makes you in error. That makes you out of order. Because, see, the Lord himself, you know, there's a lot of churches that say, well, if God's a healer, why didn't he ever heal here? If he's a healer, why didn't he heal here? Well, because healing is never taught there. Laying on of hands is not done there. Well, God's sovereign. Yes, he's sovereign, but he can only work with his word. And so if the word is never preached there, if the word is never taught there about that, many good things are probably taught there. Many wonderful things are taught there. But, but so I, I've had people say, well, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to do this. But the pastor who is the head, Jesus doesn't even go above the head. He's not, he doesn't even do things that the head doesn't want done. Do you think he's going to authorize you to go up? That, that, that's just wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's just wrong. It's so wrong. And so in the same vein, we just have to understand. Now, let me just say it this way. People go and hang out at certain places because that's what they want to hear. Because that's what they believe. But you've decided you believe the full counsel of the word of God. Now, don't you just ever take what I say. You, you need to study. You need to have scripture. Uh, you, you know, it didn't bother me. Somebody said, we, we say something. Uh, we should be able to prove what we believe. This is not my idea. If it's not scripture, I ought not be believing it. I ought not be teaching it. 
But you've got to understand, people are, so, Pastor Mark, I want to get them out of it. Well, just be kind. Be loving. Um, 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 don't act arrogant. Don't act like you know everything, because you don't. I don't. You don't either. You know, can we learn some things? We can. And we're not old dogs. We can still learn. But, you know, we can learn, we learn, we can learn some stuff. I'm still learning. You're still learning. But how do I help somebody? But you've got to realize people are where they are because they want to be. And, and, and so we have to be careful that, you know, in trying to include people in what we're learning, that sometimes they don't want to learn that. A lot of things that you and I learn put so much responsibility on us, people don't like that. Because, see, isn't it easier that it's all God's? If it doesn't work, ah, God didn't want me healed. God didn't want my business to succeed. It was, just wasn't his will. I mean, isn't, that, isn't that easy to say? Well, he, it just, it, it, you know, just must be God. You can never tell what he's doing. <laughs> Okay, sirrah, sirrah. But you see, a lot of people like that. Um, um, I like one minister, he called it no-fault religion. It's not my fault. See, but you and I have chosen to take some responsibility. You and I have decided that everything is not just on God's end. Some of it's on our end. Praise the Lord. Lord, are we good? <laughs> are you good? I'm good, I think. James chapter 3. For in many things we will we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, mature man, and he's able to bridle his whole body. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. But behold, also ships, which though they uh, be great, are driven by fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, wherever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue, a little member, boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindles, and the, and, and the tongue is like a fire. And so, so this is the deal. You're t- he's like in, um, uh, a horse and putting a bit in its mouth and a, whether it's a bass boat or a cruise liner, um, a small rudder can determine where the ship goes. And so he's saying our tongue does the same thing. And so we looked at that. And then what we also saw, we left off talking about um, that. I, I, well, I want to bring you something. I want to bring you something. I want to remind you of something I said before. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, see, one of the things that you have to understand, because a lot of times people don't want to understand, words are weighty, and God's words are the weightiest, but all words are weighty. All words are looking to be fulfilled by something or someone. The devil needs your words to be full of fear. He can't just do whatever he wants. But if he can get someone to talk what they see, talk how they feel, talk what, what's going on around them, and get afraid, then he can bring those things. Remember Job said? He said, my greatest fears have come upon me. How did that happen? I believe because he must have talked about them. And then on the other hand, we have to understand, and why this is such a deal, is we have to understand through faith, Hebrews eleven three. through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word 
of God, so that the things which are seen were not made out of things which do appear. So in Hebrews 11.3, we can clearly see that what the writer of the book here is telling us about what we call the hall of faith, even everything that God does is by faith. And so these words are very powerful. God's words, so when God said light be, how do you know the power of God was so strong, light be is still being? Right? Because he didn't say light be and then stop here. He just said light be and light still being. That's cool. Amen. And he spoke to things. And the, if you study out the word of God, you'll find that Jesus, the word, made everything. God the Father spoke it and the Holy Ghost manifested it. And so in the same way, the spirit of God is here on the earth. Jesus is the high priest of your confession. We looked at that last time. Remember, he's not just doing idle things today. He's just not seated. He's in a ministry today. It's just a different ministry that he had when he was on the earth. And so I want to remind you of those. So let's look at that. Let's look at um, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Hebrews 3, 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of your profession or confession, Christ Jesus. And then Hebrews 4, 14 says about the same thing. It says, seeing that we have such a great high priest that passed from the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. So a lot of people would say, well, this is just talking about your confession of salvation. But salvation is all inclusive. And it doesn't just say this has to do with you getting born again. And when you confess Jesus is savior, he's the high priest over the confession of the word of God. Uh, he is uh, watching over his word to perform it. He is watching over his word to perform what you say. And then you all know this scripture, but um, Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, 11, Isaiah 55, 11. Let's look at that one. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. So the word has gone out of God's mouth. And what does the Bible say? It shall never do what? It'll never do what? But it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper where I send it. You say, well, that's what God said. But you see, is, you have to make a decision. Is this what we call the Bible, the word of God, or not? Did God say this? Did God say this? So this is God's word. And that's why the word, uh, we looked at um, Ephesians when it talks about one of the armor uh, is the sword of the spirit. Y'all familiar with the sword of the spirit? That word sword of the spirit is distamos. It's distamos. And I've told you this before. Die meaning two. Stamos is mouth. Two mouth. It's a two mouth sword. In other words, God said it, but it doesn't become double edged until you say it. It's too, little translation is too mouthed. And I remember one time I was praying out, he say, we say. He say. See, it's powerful that he say, but it doesn't work till you say. It doesn't activate till you say. And you got to believe it in your heart. Are you understanding? You got to believe it in your heart. And so, so here it says back in Isaiah 55, he said, the word of God never returns void. So he sent it forth out of his mouth. So I'm telling you, because the spirit of God lives on the inside of you, and if you believe it and that word comes up out of you, it'll never return void to you. 
It'll never return void to you. It'll accomplish what you send it to do. And, that, and especially with you personally. I can't guarantee you. Listen to me. I believe you can pray for people. I believe you can. The Bible says the prayers of a righteous man make tremendous power available, dynamic in their working. I believe in prayer. I believe you can pray in faith for people. You're in faith. I, and yet I don't, I don't necessarily believe that your faith can always get something for somebody else. Because it has so much to do with their will. It has so much to do with what they believe, what they want. You know, I'm not going to give you names, but over the years, you know, people have asked me, well, what happened with this one or what happened with that one? And really it's none of your business, uh, even though I know stuff. But I've had even uh, among spouses, you know, a, a person makes a, a strong confession on Sunday morning and they're telling everybody at church because they know everybody wants to hear it. They're, I, by, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then privately they're telling me, it's like, I'm tired. I want to go home. I don't really want to fight this anymore. But they don't want to disappoint anybody. So it's not going to work for them. It's just not. And you can pray and try. Thank God God didn't give us faith over people's wills. You and I would all be messed up. <laughs> right? But out of your mouth for you. And if you have authority or people give you authority. Well, I'm married. Of course I have authority over them. Um, yeah, somewhat. Not total dominance. Aren't you glad? <laughs> no. All right. Never mind. Hallelujah. It's true. It's true. So for you. The word of God you speak on a regular basis. So remember, there's all kinds. I'm talking about just speaking the word, talking the word. So let's look at this one again. Mal Malachi chapter 3. Go to Matthew, go backwards, or look it up in your phone, which is easier. Malachi chapter 3. Just a reminder again. Verse 13. Your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. Verse 13. You, you say, what have we spoken much uh, against you? You said it's vain to serve God. You just said it. You're saying it. And what profit is that we've kept your ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the proud happy. In other words, you know, um, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are delivered. Uh, we're doing the best we can. We're doing everything right. Yet these ungodly people, it seems like you're blessing them. seems like you're helping them. seems like you're prospering. And this just doesn't work. And now um, in verse 16, and they that feared the Lord. And, what, uh, uh, and now that, so he says that, um, then verse 16, then they that feared the Lord spake often to one another, the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him, and they, they that thought upon and feared the Lord, that they might thought upon his name. Trying to hurry too fast. But so the first group, they, they're, do, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're tithing. They're, they're, they're doing the ordinances outwardly. But they're, then they say to the Lord, and they're chatting, thinking, this is old covenant. They're chatting with each other as they eat their roasted lamb or whatever they're eating. They're eating their tacos, whatever it is they're eating. They're chatting with one another and they say, this stuff doesn't work. Look at those people over there. They don't even serve God. They're blessed. They're rich. This doesn't work. And the Lord said, your words are stout. Not your confessions, your words, your idle chatter, your chatting. Right? 
And he said, but there's, <laughs> y'all good? <clears throat> but then to another group, which is us, right? Which is you. He's like, I just love to hear them chat. I just love to hear them talk. I like it so much, I write it down. I journal it. That's what we would say, modern translation. God's journaling about you. God's, he's writing down the cute things you say about him and the word. And what's he going to do? Why is he writing down? Because he's going to bring some things to pass. He's going to bring some things because his word never returns void. So you're just talking. Do you, do you understand? So this is, so if I'm just talking, it's not forced. It's not some religious thing I do from 9 to 1030. I'm going to say all the right things. I'm going to sing all the right things. I'm going to say amen at the right time. I'm going to say hallelujah, brother and sister at the right time. You can learn church. I don't want you to learn church anymore. I want you to be successful in God. I want you to be, I want you to have it on Monday. And Tuesday, Wednesday, obviously, Thursday and Friday, even on Saturday, as you, as you, as you live this. And see, in order to talk it right, though, we'd have to go back and we'd look at some things. But remember what Luke 6.45 says, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth does what? What, what does your mouth do? It speaks. And, and you can even look at that. I mean, that just comes out, it comes out of the heart. So one of the things, if our talk is kind of off, uh, it says a good, verse 45, um, a good man of a good treasure, his heart brings forth that which is good. An evil man of the evil treasure, his heart brings forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. And so whatever is in the abundance of your heart. Now, I've done this before. Now, we'll just use this as just an easy example. Y'all, some of you are new to North Alabama, and you've heard on the news because they talk to you about the pollen all the time. You're supposed to now have allergies because you've arrived here. They update it. Every, every weather, everybody updates it because you live in the valley, and you're supposed to have allergies. That's just the way it is. You live here now, and that's just, you just accept it. And so I, I remember one time I was driving home and I just began to talk about it. I go, oh, it's this allergy season. This, must be having allergies. Guess I got allergies. I'm not against pills. I'm not against any of those things. I'm just not. I'm just against agreeing with the devil and what I see. And so I began to talk it and the Holy Ghost is so kind. He said, is that what you believe? And I was like, no, of course not. Did I, did I pull off the road? Because I was driving. Did I pull off the road and cry? And say, oh, woe is me, full of doubt and unbelief. I, I'm just going to give it all up. I'm going to give my church up. I'm going to give it all up because I just made a confess. You know, I, I just talk negative. No, what do you do? I got to change something in my heart. I got to quit listening to somebody and start listening to somebody else. Your mouth is a gauge to tell you where you're at as well. And you don't have to get mad at yourself and don't get religious over it and don't throw up your hands and say, this is too hard. It's not too hard. You talk all the time. It's just, how do you change your talk? You change what's in your heart. And, and, 
and is kidnahai and sikanako brefehene it'll even change your self talk it'll change what you believe about yourself just like the children of old believed they were grasshoppers and they were not they were champions you have getting your heart full of the word will change your self talk it'll change the mental picture of you it'll get rid of strongholds how do you get rid of a stronghold you don't go up into an airplane and pull it down. You take the word of God, you captive, you get a hold of every thought. How? By speaking the word. So that's another thing confession does. How do you, the only way, I can lay hands on you. Ollie doesn't have any. But I can lay hands on Tim until I rubbed all his hair, and, and, and I won't. But I could rub all his hair off, and he would still have a stronghold. Laying on a hands will not get rid of a stronghold. It'll get rid of the devil harassing you, but it won't get rid of a pattern of thinking. That's like people who get instantly delivered from drugs, and I've watched it here in this church even, and get delivered from alcohol and pornography and anything. You can get instantly delivered of what's going on, but you've got to immediately get a hold of the Word of God and start speaking the Word of God because you've got strongholds to get rid of. Patterns of thinking that have gone along with what that demon was reinforcing in your life. That's another reason speaking the Word is so important. And, and so, you know, so the word confession and positive confession, because there's so many different aspects of it that it's so, the word of God is so full of it. And so what do you do? Well, I got to get the abundance of my heart. All right, let's, let's look at another one real quick. Um, <laughs> talking about it, Deuteronomy chapter six. So God's like this from the very beginning. He's wanted it this way. Um, he's wanted it this way from the very beginning. He wants his family to talk like him. Amos 3.3, 3, how can two walk together unless they agree? In other words, they talk the same language. How, how, how are we going to do this? And so he says this in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6. Um, he's talking to him about some things. Um, verse, well, let's just start at verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. We talked about that Sunday morning. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in your heart. Verse 7, and you shall teach them diligently unto your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. Talk about them. It didn't say teach them. No, listen, it didn't say teach them. He said talk about them. Come on, talk about God like he's real. You know, um, two, two lessons I learned. I remember when I came back to the Lord, I was working in, as an accountant in Indianapolis. And so I got so excited about God, and I would go home every night, and instead of doing other things, I'd just sit in my, just read the Bible, pray in tongues, sit, read, pray, read, pray, read, pray, read, pray, eat a little bit, go to bed, get up, go to work, come home, eat, pray, eat, pray, eat, pray, not eat a lot of food, but eat the Word of God, ate a little bit of food. Hallelujah. But, um, yeah, I was thin back then. Anyway, so what happened, so what happened was, though, I noticed when something would come up at work, and my boss who I love and adore. Um, she taught me how to work. She gave me ethics. I love this woman. Uh, but she could cuss and rhyme like a sailor, and she scared the britches off of me. Um, I, I would. Sh I mean, I, I was so afraid of her. I was 15 minutes there at work before her, and I stayed 15 minutes. Actually, I, I was afraid of her all morning, noon, and night. And my desk, I had to look at her across. I was just scared all the time. Anyway, but I love her, and I adore her, and, and uh, I really do. And uh, But what I noticed was when then things come at work, I began to answer her with the word. It's like, well, this is strange. 
It just started coming up. Something would go right. A project would go right. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I wasn't in church, and I wasn't trying to act churchy. It just was becoming who I was. And then it worked in the opposite way. I've told this story a lot, and I do not recommend this to anybody in this room. Do not copy me. Do not do it. Only let it be the Holy Ghost. I remember this woman one time, I did something, and, and, and I can tell she cusses in rhyme. She came across with a stern look. I've seen that look before. Um, and, and so, uh, but she came in, and she started screaming at me, cussing at me, calling me every name in the book. And I'll never forget, the longest day I live, I was sitting down. I put both hands on the desk. I stood up, and I said, don't you ever talk that way to me again. Get out of my office. And then I began to pack. <laughs> Seriously, I wait. all day I was waiting for my slip. I really was. I can't, and I was like, I cannot believe I just did that. I, can't, I just can't believe it. But you know what? She never, she never cussed at me again. And it wasn't a month later she was back in church. Now, you can't go and do likewise Unless, because you might be saying, Pastor Mark, I did what you did, and I, I, um, I, my unemployment's not here. You're going to pay my rent. You know, you're going to pay for my car. Uh, um, <laughs> do you understand? When you get the word in, you just talk. You just talk. It's not forced. And if something is still negative... Or it comes out that you start, you are talking about the fact. If you'll just, the Holy Ghost will help you. And it's like the rudder of a ship. Everything's not going to change on a dime overnight. This is stuff that the Spirit of God will help you with. But it's so important. But don't make it a religious pursuit. Make it a life pursuit. And how do you do that? You get the Word of God in your heart. And you let that Word, then the Lord, He loves it. He said, and talk to them when you sit in your house. Talk to them when you go on a walk. And when you, uh, and, um, when you hest down, I don't even know what that, when you go to sleep. And when you, because the next one is rise up. So hest down must be go to sleep, I guess. Anyway, so when you go to bed, when you get up in the morning, when you're eating, when you're walking, when you're doing this, when you're doing that, just, just, just talk. Just talk. Just talk about me. Just talk about who I am. Just talk about what I've done. Just talk about me. Come on, you start talking about him and he'll show up. <laughs> Not even a planned thing. Just talk about him. Just saying who he is and what he's done. Just talk about him. Just talk about his goodness. Talk about his mercy. But you see, this is more than positive confession. This is more than you confessing the word a thousand times to get something which I'm going to tell you doesn't work. You got a clicker at 1,000 God owes you? That's not, that's not what we're talking about. That doesn't work. You can confess until it dawns on your heart, and then maybe at 757, you're like, oh, boom, 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 boom. And then you get it. You know, one of the things people say is, well, I feel like you're trying to boss God around. I feel like you're trying to boss God. God can't be bossed. And you can try all you want. But you can't boss him around. And faith begins where the will of God is known. And the word of God is the will of God. So if I'm speaking the word of God, not just having positive confession, but I'm speaking the word of God, then what? Then I'm speaking the will of God. So I can't be contrary to the will of God if I'm speaking the will of God. 
Now let's throw this one in here. And a lot of times people get confused because uh, how many of you know Pastor Rhonda is a Psalms 91 woman? Thank God for that. Has saved my bacon more than a couple times. Hallelujah. She confesses it over us. We, you know, I've almost, uh, through her, have it mostly memorized. Not good as her and Destiny do. But, I, you know, but that comes from hearing it all the time. It's something she believes. It's something she walked in in India. It's something she believes over you. She makes tremendous power available all over, all over all of you. Uh, she speaks that. If you ever heard her preach it, it kind of blow your hair back a little bit because it's a revelation. But listen to me. She can make that because I dwell in the secret place of the most high. I abide under the shadow of the almighty. You know, and then she can say, you know, the angels of the Lord, they camp right because I fear you. That, you know, the angels camp. But if the Holy Ghost would speak to her and say today, I don't want you to get on 565 at all. I want you to take the long way, go up. She has just something in her heart. Don't get on 565 today. But if she just says, no, praise the Lord. I dwell in the secret place of the most high. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I can command that to go in the name of Jesus. Anything that's trying to get on, it's going to happen on 565. I rebuke it. I loose the angels around me. And then she goes, gets on 565 and get in a terrible accident. And then people say, see, it don't work. See, positive confession don't work. Well, see, you can't even use scripture to override what the Holy Ghost is telling you. That's where a lot of people mess up because, see, then that be, the, the leading of the Lord then becomes the will of God, and you can't override it with, with even a scripture. Are you with me? That's why people say, well, you know, then it didn't work. I confessed that, confessed that, and then something bad happened. But every time you talk to that person, they say, I had a knowing. I had a little something, something. Well, you better follow that little something, something, and you better get that little something, something bigger, especially the hour we live in. Are, are you all with me? We're going, we're, you get a lot of shotgun stuff tonight, but it's all good. Hallelujah. I'm just hitting in my stride really good. If I can keep going, uh, we could be here for another two hours. I'm just having so much fun right now. Um, I didn't hear any amens. All right. So um, let's do this. Let's go to Matthew 12. Matthew 12. <laughs> I'm not going to keep you that long. I might just for honoring this now. Uh, let's see. Matthew 12. Matthew 12, 30, um, we'll just start at verse 34. Oh, generation of vipers, Ooh. how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bring forth the good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bring forth evil things. But I say to you that every idle word, now see, this one, has, this one bothers me a bit. I say unto you, every idle word that man shall speak that shall, he shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words you'll either be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. Jesus said this. Now listen, there's a time coming, you know, we stand before the reward seat or the judgment seat of Christ, and that's where you'll be judged. But I think this is more about, you know, when the devil comes. Now this is true. The Bible says if you don't judge yourself, you will be judged. Now, we don't like to talk about that in our circles either. But God still does judge. Don't judge me. Well, I don't have to. God will. I was clear about that. If you don't judge yourself, you will be judged. Why? So he can save you. Because the wages of sin is death. So you can't live in sin and do what you want to do forever. 
There will be a judgment come if you don't judge yourself. But aren't you glad he's long, y'all don't be depressed. Aren't you glad he's long suffering? Aren't you glad he's merciful? Because see, we wanted him to judge yesterday, but it takes God a longer, unless it's us, then we want him to wait a long time. But this is talking about, I believe that idle words, again, just you talking. Um, if you don't understand that your words are all powerful, then they're going to cause things to happen you don't want to happen. And yet, when the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, if you've been saying what God says, then you can judge whatever he's doing, and you can condemn it, and it it will not happen to you. But see, that's not you um, working around the system. That is the system. That is the system. And it's God's system. And whether you or I like it or not, he's the one that set it up. We just, and he's telling us this is how it works. So how, that's, that's so powerful. But let's leave, I'm going to leave you with this. And I think then next, next time we're together or we'll do something a little different, we'll move on in real faith. But, I, you know, um, I love our church. I love our worship team. Um, we have had some tremendous things happen. Um, if you weren't, if you were, who was here second service for Sunday, last Sunday? First service was amazing, but second service, it was like, um, like uh, a face-to-face. The power of God just dropped, and it was crazy. I believe in God for some more ushers. Hallelujah. Um, so we, we had an explosion of God again. I, I don't control it. I, I don't think he likes second service better than first service. It just, it just happened. We did all the same stuff, <laughs> everything. It just happened different. But my point is that, um, what, what was my point? Um, that worship, thank you. My worship, my worship your worship, um, and worship is what? That, it's words. One of the things we try to do, it's a little more difficult than it ever has been to get praise and worship songs that are, um, everybody wants to sing about themselves today. <laughs> when pray, true praise is you're praising him, true worship is very vertical and you're worshiping him. You can sing songs about you, but that's really neither praise nor worship. And they're fine. They're fine. And they're, they're good. They're okay. But really true praise is you're exalting him, true worship. I mean, you're reverencing him. He's holy. You know, that's what you do. But it's words. Remember what Jesus told the woman at the well. You honor me. They honor me with their, uh, well, no, he didn't say that the woman at the well. He said the hour comes now is when true worshipers worship me in spirit and in what is truth. Jesus said my word is truth. So there you got the word again. So, so but what happens when we worship? Well, uh, the man who had leprosy that got healed, he turned around, came back, and he worshiped the Lord, and Jesus made him whole. There's power. The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. He doesn't inhabit clapping. He doesn't inhabit even lifted up hands. He inhabits words. He needs words. He needs words. And he needs words that are his words. And he needs anointed words coming up out of our heart, out of our mouth. And and he wants more than just lip service. He wants your heart, but he needs words. And so we give him true worship in the spirit and and, and words, words, doesn't have to be King James, words, then he has something to inhabit. He has something to manifest. And that's at his will. But again, it's words. Then then how many of you know that uh, we have angelic help? Y'all believe in angels. Amen. 
They're not the kind we put on the Christmas tree. My angels are not cute like that. Mine are big. Mine are awesome. Amen. I don't need a cute little petite one on the top of a tree. I need a real one. That's fine. You know, that's fine. But how many of you believe Psalms 103.20? What does that say? It says in Psalms 103.20 that the angels hearken to the voice of the word of God. So I can be talking. I can be making a confession. I can be um, uh, using my authority. So in that one, they, they can show up at any time. You don't have to see them. You don't have to feel them. You don't have to ask. Please don't ask to see one. You just have to know that they're there. You as a believer, don't boss them around. You don't make up their name and say, you go do this, you go do that. You just speak the word. That's all. That's what you need to do. Just speak the word. I get it. People get into that and they start ordering angels around. You're not going to find that in the Bible. You'll find that in some charismatic teaching, but you're not going to find that in the Bible. What the Bible says is they hearken to the voice of the word of God. You speak the word. You speak the word. I'm going to tell this funny story. Some of you, most of you don't know him. He used to come about every other year. I had him, Dr. Varallo in, and our friend Joe Morris. Uh, he tells this story, and this is the story. So uh, he was young in his ministry, and uh, he had sown help, 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 help. He was in the helps ministry forever, and the Lord gave him his own ministry. But he was struggling. It was growing, and he needed help. And he was complaining to the Lord while he was taking a bath that he didn't have any help. He was complaining to the Lord why he was bathing in the bathtub that he did not have any help. And as he was complaining to the Lord in the bathtub while he was not having any help, an angel appeared. He's like, what is proper etiquette for an angel appearing while you're taking a bath? If I remember the story, how it goes. And so uh, he just stood there. But he was complaining about not having enough help. And so he said, I pointed to the angel, but I said this, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe this is how it goes. And he said, and I need help. And he said, what many days after that, he had help. But that was just a real visual account. I'm, I'm, don't go home and get in a bathtub. <laughs> you know, that's sometimes like people want to have a Jericho march. Just because God told them to march around the city doesn't mean if you go march around a house, the Lord's going to give it to you. Now, if you have done that before, okay, but let me just tell you this. If you're from somewhere else, you live in Alabama now. Second Amendment, big. Trespassers, no. <laughs> some of you remember, some of, most of you weren't there, but we had an A-frame church. And one night we were in the storefront. We had to get out. And it was during praise and worship practice. Somebody said, there's churches for sale. And so they told us where it was. And I went down there and I got this tremendous witness that this was it. And so I started to get o- open the door. I was going to run around the parking lot. I was so excited. And she's like, get, get, get back in this car. It's like, it was a time where some of the churches in Alabama were being burned. And she's like, get back in this car. They're going to think you're crazy or whatever. So I just sat in the car and I just did like this. <laughs> we ended up with that church. Miraculous. But my point is just because don't copy, don't imitate. 
Even when it comes to confession, we have you do it. I have you do it. I'm trying to get you activated to do it. But if you're just doing it like a poly parrot because I told you to, it's not going to work. But I'm going to teach you how to do it anyway. But it's got to be more than a parakeet or a parrot saying it. You got to believe it. You got to know how much power there is in it. But as you speak the word, thank God the angel, angels, angels are hearkening to the voice of the word of God. You got to give it voice though. You got to give it voice. And then let them do what they do. Hallelujah. And, and it's just amazing. I got a story for you. So I had this uh, couple. Um, uh, he was being transferred from a high position. And uh, we had been believing, been believing. And his wife came um, to Wednesday noon prayer. And she wanted to pray one last prayer. Because <laughs> they just did not want to move. And yet there was no way they tried everything. And while we were praying... Um, some utterance came out and I saw in the spirit something go get an envelope. It was like a eight by 11 clasp envelope. It was manila. Those, you know what I mean? Those kind of yellow looking things. I saw someone get it, something get it, take it from somewhere and put it on a desk. And, um, I think it was the next day or the next couple days, uh, somehow miraculously, uh, an envelope showed up with reorders that he got to stay. A few people were mad. <laughs> we were all glad. God did that. I, I know to this day it was an angel. How did that happen? I believe in the supernatural. But, but you can't, I, I didn't dictate that. I didn't like, as we're praying, it's like, okay, let's believe for an angel to go do this and go. To, no, it just happened. But why did it happen? Because I speak, we were speaking the word. We were speaking the word. There's just so many instances. I love the word of God. Do you love the word of God? It's changed my life. So the word's changed my life. Am I still learning some things? Absolutely. Do I have it all figured out? <laughs> Not so much. Thank God, though. The Holy Ghost will help us and teach us. And uh, I think, the, you know, everything I just gave to you in five hours, I was planning to do in 45 minutes. It just kept getting bigger. It's kind of like Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever dinner. I just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so the Lord wanted us to slow down and look at that. And there's so many aspects of what people call positive confession. But I don't want you to use those terms. If you do, that's fine. If somebody else does it around here, don't correct them and say, well, Pastor Mark said don't use that. It, I don't. But the truth of the matter is, it's just talking the word. You need to talk the word. You can talk, you can talk what God says. You can talk what you see. Do I talk what I see sometimes? You can ask Rhonda. Yeah. Have I arrived? Nope. Are there things that go on sometimes that I complain about? Oh, surely not. <laughs> Are we all working on it? Are we all growing? Amen. If you hear it right, it will not put you in bondage. If you hear it right, you'll know that the Lord's trying to get you something. Trying to help you. And so just keep putting the word in. 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 Let it keep coming out your mouth. 
talk, find some people that like to talk the word, post the word, read the word with you. I don't know. Find somebody that you can chat, the, just talk the word with. If nobody will listen to you, get a mirror and talk to the word to each, your, each other. I don't know. I don't think it'll be crazy, but just don't answer yourself. Just, just talk to yourself. But while you're doing that, God's writing some stuff down. He's journaling about you. I would like my pages to be a little fuller. Looks up our name. He's, had, he's done this before. I've come for your words and I've found them lacking. Or... I've come from, you want some color? Look, look, look here. Sometimes I make my notes pretty. See, tonight's were pretty. I've come for your words and I found some. I looked you up in my journal and there you were. How'd you get there? I just said what God said about me. I was just talking to my friend about who he is and what he's done. I was just talking about Jesus. I was just talking about Jesus. Hang out with people who like to talk about Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you, and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.